Hey everybody, you are listening to Canary Cry Radio. And Razzle Dazzle, I'm your best buddy Basil. I wanted to pop in at the beginning of this episode to let everybody know just a couple of things. Number one, uh, we recently had a strike put on the YouTube channel because of our interview with the one, the only, L.A. Marzulli talking about the Nephilim. So if you are one of the YouTube listeners and haven't seen anything new popping up recently, that's why. I highly recommend you go follow us on Rumble or DLive or Twitch or any of the other places uh, that you can get the show. But as always, we'll also be posting the episodes right here on the RSS feed. What's up? podcast listeners help us spread the word just a little bit this is uh, doesn't necessarily come as a surprise to us although it is very frustrating we uh, believe that this was done erroneously we are choosing to not believe that it was done maliciously uh, so if you could help us get the word out, uh, if you know Canarians on different forums or on different platforms, just spread the word. The YouTube is going to be pretty quiet for, well, we don't actually know for how long. They have not told us how long we are going to be in timeout for. So uh, we are praying to the good Lord above that it's not forever. But just another reason to get hooked in. Uh, with all the ways that you can stay in contact with us, like joining the newsletter, uh, joining the text message alert system, uh, joining the Discord or the community. There's all sorts of things. Go check it out at canarycry.party. Yes, it's a URL. Type it in. Go travel. Fly like the wind. Well, I won't hold you for too much longer we have an excellent interview coming up here with uh, Titus Frost. Yes, you will remember Titus Frost. We get into it. Uh, but he's back, and many of you might already know he made some headlines recently. Nikki Haley confronted in Chick-fil-A for wasting millions fighting Trump. That's such a great headline. Uh, and yes, you may have seen the video. Uh, our friend Titus Frost uh, just happened to stumble upon the one and only Nikki Haley in Chick-fil-A, of all places. And a viral moment ensued. Don't worry, we'll play it during the episode for you. If you missed it, but we couldn't miss the opportunity uh, to reconnect with Titus Frost. So make sure you get connected with uh, him on Twitter and all the places he exists. And last of all, just uh, welcome to the new listeners. If we have any new listeners here, sorry for all this talking at the front here. I don't mean to waste your time, but I did want to give you a big warm welcome here to Canary Cry Radio. After you listen to this interview, I recommend you go check out Canary Cry News Talk. They are two separate shows. It is confusing. We know that now. But uh, Canary Cry Radio, chock-a-block, full of interesting interviews about all the weird, wonderful things uh, that's been going on for over a decade. That's right. We're on year 11 11 or 12, I forget. But go check that out. And of course, Canary Cry News Talk is our 
three times a week uh, news analysis and deconstruction show. We think that you will love it, and um, we hope that you enjoy. Okay, I think we're... Oh, one last thing. Stay tuned, folks, uh, for some updates about the Jefferson City, Missouri meetup. January 30th, uh, this coming Tuesday, uh, was the scheduled Canary Cry meetup for Jefferson City at Aldi's Pizza. Um, We're going to need to call that one off. So that is being rescheduled. So check in with uh, Sir Ike if you haven't already and get the details on that. We just got to put that out there. All right, everybody, here we go. I'll be quiet now. Everybody take your seats down in front. Turn down the lights. Here is our conversation with Titus Frost. Hey, everybody, you are listening to Canary Cry Radio. And razzle-dazzle, I'm your best buddy, Basil. And this is Gons. Welcome to episode number 171. 171. It's one more than previously, and uh, that joke will never get old. <laughs> we got a, a, a great opportunity. Friend of the show uh, had a fun little run-in with some big, very important people. But he is up to uh, so many things, making waves on the high seas of memory today. We have Captain Titus Frost. What's up, buddy? What's How's up, buddy? Going? Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. No problem. It. Thanks for uh, thanks for making some time. I know life is always busy, and uh, you're one of those guys, man. That it, we've been we've been around for a while, and not everybody has put in the time, the work, the dedication uh as you have so very proud to have had you on the show and just to keep watching you do your thing man yeah well i mean just to be honest you know and i'm i don't know if i said this last interview i did with you guys but uh when i was first waking up to like everything in the truth community uh you guys were one of the guys that turned me from being atheist to being a believer in christ so like wow. the age of deceit films were like instrumental in me going from being atheist to being Christian. Wow. So that's Praise like, God. That's a, Praise God. Yeah, I'm hearing a lot a of great... stuff like that, which is really cool. But I always say I'm, I'm just following the Lord and then whatever good stuff happens, that's, that's all for him. That's by him for him. So very yeah. cool to hear. Very cool. Thank to hear. you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, and you know, people might recognize longtime listeners. We actually had you on the show before, Gons. What episode was that? Yeah, it was episode 115 of Canary Cry Radio, Pizzagate is Real with Titus Frost, published on February 20th of 2017. Oh, my gosh. Man, that's a whole decade ago. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's been a while. It doesn't seem like that long ago, but, man, it was. That's we're coming up almost a decade on that. That's crazy. Yeah. And it's weird how we live in an entirely different world than we did in 2017. I mean, honestly, Titus, even when we had you on, Pizzagate was like not really even a thing in the way that, uh, you know, people think about it now. And of course, here we are, the other side of Epstein and the other other side of Epstein. And now the <laughs> mainstream media and the court documents and the blah, 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 blah. And it's just... Uh, uh, it, how does it feel? How does it feel to be on the <laughs> other side of the timeline here and to see the world sort of catching up to the weird fringy stuff? 
Uh, you know, it feels good that we were able to, I think, affect some sort of change in the world for like a positive way. Obviously, yeah. whatever was going on at Comet is no longer going on there. And, you know, obviously Epstein's Island has been shut down completely since 2017. So, you know, I don't know yeah. where things have shifted to, and I'm sure we'll find that in the future. But we've at least collectively, everybody, all media, even the media that covered it have, I think, affected some positive change in the world, you know. And yeah, which people is are crazy to think that. about. It's hard, it's hard to imagine because back in like, you know, 2012, I was like out there protesting with Anonymous before I was a YouTuber. And we never thought that there'd be at like justice for Epstein in 2012, you know? So. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, for sure. It was a constant repetition of like, well, nothing's ever going to be done about this. What a horrible, dark place we live in. <laughs> and, you know, of course, we still must struggle with that. Uh, concept, but it is just, it's like we hopped onto a timeline that I couldn't even have imagined. Um, so for those who might not be familiar with you, maybe they missed our interview before, uh, why don't you tell people what the phenomenon of Captain Titus Frost is? What have you been up to? <laughs> well, I do a show that's now uh, Meme Wars. So we do lots of comedic type stuff on YouTube in order to keep the uh, YouTube channel alive. Um, every once in a while, I'll do a political deep dive. And uh, recently I did a documentary. Uh, you can see there, do not watch this. Uh, that documentary is uh, my recent like Belt and Road Initiative uh, documentary. It kind of goes over the geopolitics of all the wars that are going on. Uh, and so, you know, discuss like Israel and Gaza and Yemen and all these places before they popped off and why they're popping off, which has to do with a geopolitical shift to the east, which was described by Henry Kissinger before he uh, oh, yeah. passed. So, yeah, dude, Belt and Road is like an essential piece of information for people. You know, mm -hmm. we've done our best to try to talk about it, but you know, you gotta you gotta learn about the Belt and Road. You need to be intimately familiar with what's going on there, folks, because suddenly the world will make a lot more sense and the actions of the elites and such uh will no longer be surprising, uh nor mysterious. Yeah. It's um, really a grand chess plan by them to shift the balance of power in a way to get us into what is a continuous war. And as 1984 described, when war becomes continuous, it's no longer war against foreign nations. It's war against the people. And that's what yeah. these wars really have become. So, yeah, yeah it does exactly. seem like uh, along with the whole, you mentioned, you know, Epstein Island is no longer being occupied. The, the shift going on, they had to, move around a bit you know <laughs> like, yeah. like a, their old system got ratted out basically so they, their, their entire operation probably had to change and so that's kind of what we're seeing too with different geopolitical moves going on but of course at the higher levels of social engineering you know the some of the nodes of operation if you will uh, epstein being an example of that both physical yeah. and sort of an operation based type thing to move it around so yeah you're right like we don't know when we'll hear the next thing on or where they've gone or what the, but I think 
when we look at mainstream stuff and they're starting to bring up aliens and the government and stuff, I, I get the feeling that they're still working pretty hard to deceive yeah. the public there. So some of that interesting adapt. If you look at some of the like interesting focus on some of the people that were outed as Epstein, like Prince Andrew, an example, Prince Andrew's, uh, was it Prince Charles's brother? Um, yeah. He uh, has been like behind the scenes supporting some of the stuff like the ADL documentary that was released by the BBC or not the BBC, it was Al Jazeera. Okay. Uh. Which had to do with, uh, you know, kind of, without getting too into third rail topics, Israeli influence in American politics. Mm. And there's kind of like a backlash by the people that were running Epstein's Island against certain individuals that are not on board with the Belt and Road sort of shift, like the royal family of England, which are not on board with that, that shift necessarily, which is why there's been so much focus on Andrew as part of that release, right? So, and, and not other people. There were yeah. many, many people there, you know? So it's just interesting yeah. that there's like such a focus on one of my LARPers of the year, you know, Prince Andrew for his non-sweating performance when there were <laughs> far more important people there, you know? He has yeah. a condition. <laughs> yeah, for sure I, does. You know, that's... That's something that I wanted to to bring up too, because you've brought up the you have the the meme wars, you have the LARPing stuff, and your idea of a LARP, which look, I, I'm old, I don't know stuff. I, Basil had to tell <laughs> me what that even meant, but now it makes sense. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, it makes perfect sense. And you apply it to the context of politicians, media personalities, you know, news yeah. anchor, like all these people that are doing media and stuff that we do, uh, in a sense playing a role. It's a very interesting idea. Um, can you talk about that real quick and just get people familiar with it? Because it, we, yeah. look, again, I'm, I just turned 41 and I had to get caught up on that stuff over the last year, year and a half or something. So I know people are, they hear the word LARP and they have no idea what, what's going on. Yeah. So part of the, part of the interesting sort of revelation of that recently was even Tucker Carlson during his shift sort of coming out and not using the word, but basically explaining like, Oh Yeah. I was just sort of in it and playing my role. Yeah, Alex yeah. Jones said no that idea. too recently. Yeah. If I was controlled opposition, I wasn't on purpose and all that stuff. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a thing. Yeah. So, like, you're, you know, everyone used to call everyone shills, like, like kind of boring. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, well, what if they're all just LARPing? You know, like, it's a live action role play, which is, so I guess the best example of this is to just give who the winners have been. So in 2019, Prince Andrew won for LARPing that he had nothing to do with Epstein's Island and he didn't sweat and he didn't party and all this. So like the audience nominated him as a LARPer and then <laughs> through head on head battles against other people like Bill Gates, he was you know chosen by the chat to be the most LARPing person that year. So he won the first LARPer of the year award and we were going to send him a deodorant stick, but, uh, you know, I don't think MI6 <laughs> would allow that. Intercepted the, yeah. the there, yeah. <laughs> and then next year was Bill Gates for LARPing as a medical expert. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's there a good year. one, yep. So he won. And then the next year it was Dr. Fauci for LARPing as someone who cared about the public and dogs. <laughs> so yeah, we sent him that's all coming, coming a to dog the surface collar. Too. Oh, 
<laughs> and then, uh, you know, it's just gone on since then. I think it was Zelensky last year. Yeah. That's for LARPing and making like, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars. So, you know, okay. and it's really interesting because it's always been kind of a fun little comment when talking to normies like, yeah, you know, politics, world events, it's all literally theater the world is a stage it, and yeah. they think you're talking metaphorically and yeah, they yeah. think you know they're all deep and it's like no it's like literally theater like they are sure it's happening in the real world in real time but they are literally role playing they yeah. are you know and it's, there's a couple different ways to talk about it you got your sort of pr role playing you know bill gates spends a million bucks a year on pr and they help him craft his image and then it's his Jeez. you know he has to live through that image and then the media helps come in and and bolster it or solidify it and stuff like this but once you realize that pretty much every politician and every uh, elite in almost any capacity they are role-playing because they live in the media the media is enter it's an entertainment product at at the you know at its core and uh, that's why when you start uh, stepping outside your role you start getting kicked out because uh, hey if you're not going to play your character you can't be in the show yeah makes sense yeah um, a lot of them just read scripts and stuff like that so it's you know they're yes. literally actors you know so. Yeah, and speaking of actors and reading scripts and uh, master LARPers, you actually, just a few days ago, had a little run-in with maybe, uh, I don't know, she might be in the running for uh, some sort of award for LARPing. You ran into yeah. Nikki Haley. Yeah. Like yep. the real-life Nikki Haley. <laughs> yeah, no, I couldn't believe it either. Uh, it's just... You know? <laughs> It's, it's hard to believe, too, because even watching your video with her, I almost wouldn't believe it unless I trusted you uh, that you <laughs> yeah. were actually standing in front of a real person because <laughs> she kind of moves and looks and the way her head kind of bobs around. She kind of looks like a Jim Henson's puppet from, <laughs> from the Dark Crystal I or mean, something they, like that. They were awful in that place, too, right? Like, we just stopped for some food, and I was starving. I'd been skiing all day. And they'd taken over the whole thing, like inside with their little stupid camera crew. And she had like <laughs> all these security people. So, you know, like when the thing ends, I didn't, I couldn't have gotten another word in. That was, I had my one opportunity and we had to set her up before that. Like my yeah, buddy went in and he was like, oh, we love you. You know, we love your politics. Oh, was that, that, that was a, your little wingman there at the beginning? They, yeah, yeah, that was my buddy. He set her up big time. You love your politics? I love the yeah. look he gives you. This, yeah, yeah. I, I, he's like, all right, go get him, Titus. So he set oh you up. A little, little he goes softball. in, he got a picture with her and everything. And then wow. she turns to me as like, he said to her, he goes, oh, my buddy loves your politics. <laughs> <laughs> she should have known. She should have known immediately that this was a setup because literally no one likes Nikki Haley's. That's politics. probably why she got excited. She she does have a bright smile. She's ready to go. So yeah, Maybe she's, she thought... she's ready for this, right? And I just like quickly threw my cell phone to my girl or my uh, sorry my wife, and she started filming. Like right, that's so, so that's good. how we got it. <laughs> now. You know, the video was only 57 seconds long. Uh, can can we play it? Because there was yeah. some stuff said in this that, first of all, you nailed. And second of all, 
it blew last episode i talked about it uh, uh what was that yesterday actually so this will come out on friday so on monday's episode folks uh i mean it blew my mind the level of uh f- the facade falling from nikki haley with like one comment she said and i don't think she even knows what she said and i think a lot of people are kind of missing it too but let's uh let's roll that tape if we can guns and then we'll jump into it yeah give me a second i i thought i had it ready and i do not but it'll be just one moment that's okay here. it would be weird if you did have it ready at the right time see this is part of the fun now by the way on your on your x uh account this has gotten 354.9 thousand views so that's pretty good uh, but that's you've also insane. been getting retweets from like, uh, well, 1,000 accounts right now. Uh, you made a comment about some accounts that formerly like had you blocked sharing uh, this <laughs> yeah. this video. Uh, yeah, Jack Posobiec and uh, Laura Loomer. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh, you Laura got the Loomer looms? getting in on it. Yeah, Loomer. I'll give Loomer credit because she actually retweeted my video, right? So like she at least gave me like props for it. But Jack Posobiec just straight stole that thing, of course. But he did call me a based Chad, so. Sprinkle on it, slide. I don't know. Moving up in the world, man. Something. That's you you can put that on your bio, like on your website or on your Twitter, like. (laughs) Yeah. He's a based Chad, quotation marks, hyphen, Jack Pesovic. <laughs> All right, here you go. Here's the clip. Good to see you, Dean. Nice to see you, Dean. Oh, I love that. We don't get out and vote on Tuesday. It's important. Yeah, so can I ask you just like a tiny question? Do you think it's responsible for politicians to spend like $100 million in Iowa on TV ads, which go to mainly news stations that have lied to us for years? When there's homeless veterans out there that could use that money, when you didn't even come close to beating Trump, and you spent like a hundred million in TV ad money. Do you know my husband did that? That's fine, but I'm just saying. And do you know that when the media doesn't tell the truth, the whole reason you put commercials on is to tell the truth because the media doesn't. My point is, you're not going to be Trump, (laughs) and all the money you're wasting could go to better causes. I appreciate that. Would make the Republican Party actually. You know what? Last I saw, it was a democracy. So we're going to keep working for a good democracy. We're going to work for freedom. But thank you for your service. Not a democracy. Not a democracy. When I'm saying "but," that's what I was going to say. But she was being like ushered away by a bunch of. She had. She was getting her extraction. Her extraction yeah, 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 yeah. Coming in. That was definitely the end of it. If I had pressed on, I probably would have been like removed. That's true. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. You would have been extracted. Yeah. So you know, first of all, hilarious. For those who are just listening, you got to watch the video because Nikki's face when she realizes what's going on uh, is sort of this kind of like I said. It's like like she's a Jim Henson's puppet in the dark crystal and the puppet master like didn't read the script and so (laughs) like the whole expression just goes completely blank and you can imagine whoever's pulling the strings like had to put down the strings to like look around for something to say uh and you know there's, there's quite the glare you receive there 
Yeah, I actually make her left eye twitch when I say <laughs> Trump beat her. <laughs> like, you know, she, she, uh, you know, the, all right, the first thing I will say was I was a little nervous doing this. My, oh, yeah. Like, of course. The, before, like, till I got the first question out, I was nervous as F. Once I got that first question out, I was like, fine. In the zone. Yeah, like, I, trust me, Basil can relay when he when he did a sit down with Rand Paul. I think he spent he had like ten minutes. Totally, and like the first five is spent on his his sweater or something. I was <laughs> like small talk with them. Yeah. It was like, yeah. dude, get to the point. But yeah, yeah, um, good job no. there. Yeah. So first off, yeah, not a democracy. Second of all, you made her eye twitch. Uh, you you probably didn't know. I, I think I mentioned on Monday's show as well that the whole Nikki Haley infidelity story was being brought up again. And I guess it's an older rumor yeah, that was being this. shared. Yeah. So that would have been the, the, I guess she cheated on her husband twice, allegedly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. when you talk about giving homeless veterans, you know, some resources <laughs> and she, <laughs> she mentions her, her husband. veteran husband, maybe it's because Who's he needs a homeless. new place to stay. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the reason I picked the homeless veteran thing is because like in the past, I did a fundraiser and got 48, uh, survival backpacks together yeah. to hand out for the homeless. And when we went out and were handing them out, it turned out like the vast majority of the homeless in Boston were veterans. So I think like 40 wow. of the 48 backpacks ended up going to homeless vets. Wow. And those costs like $2,800 total for 48 backpacks. So when I divided wow. up a yeah. hundred million, she wasted in Iowa by the 35,000 vets, that's like $2,800 per vet. Absolutely. Right? So insane. like she could like, the thing is, is like they could spend like, say, all right, say she took $50 million and put it towards TV ads and 50 million towards helping out homeless veterans. What would get her more traction with the voters? Oh, totally. Yeah. She yeah. could end like veteran homelessness in that state for $50 million. <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's just insane. So, like, why why won't they do stuff like that when that would get them more traction? With the, is, but no, they got to pump the beast, right? They're just yeah. feeding money oh, back yeah. into the propaganda network well, that props yeah. up these candidates like Nikki Haley, who no one would ever vote for if it wasn't for the media propping them up in the first place. You know, yeah. and that fits in so perfectly with what really disturbed me about what she said. Yeah, you make, I mean, that's the perfect point. That money is on purpose getting pumped into the system because that's the deal that they have. And that's what keeps the media alive every four years. This huge influx of cash that ultimately is from rich donors and corporations. It's just a transfer of wealth from one billionaire to another. Uh, and what, when she said she agreed with you that the media is lying to us, the news is lying to us. And she's like, you know, you could see almost, uh, almost an algorithm pop up in her head. Like, oh, mm -hmm. okay. Lying media. I know what to say here. Uh, I know what yeah. the people want to hear or whatever. But when she <laughs> said, yeah, the news media does lie to us. That's why we need to tell the truth with advertisements. Like yeah. what? are you talking about? And I think she believes that. I think she really believes that the advertising industry is telling the truth. I mean, it's part of the LARP, you know? I mean, talk about a live action role play to justify not helping out homeless veterans because you can tell the truth in 
advertisements, political advertisements on news <laughs> networks? Like, what kind of insane mind control do you have to be under to think that that's, like, a, a noble way to spend your money? And such a dangerous mindset today when, look, what, no one in the world thinks that advertisements are telling the truth. It's sort of explicit, <laughs> explicit that they don't tell the truth. That's the whole thing. But to speak to you and suggest that she is telling the truth through her marketing is shows <laughs> just how little respect she has for any sort of plebeian or civilian who's below her station. It's crazy. Yeah, it was gross. Like her entire response was gross. The fact she called it a democracy, and not a constitutional republic was shocking, you know, for someone that's running for office. Oh, yeah. Not and, know yeah. this. Revealing. Just, revealing of her, yeah. Her, revealing her of her sort of democratic support. Just, like, and you're right. And that's why I framed the question the way I did, because I knew I'd trap her with that. Because I'm like, the media lies, but you're giving them money. And then she had no response to that because... I, like, I specifically framed it in that way so that she couldn't yeah. escape. No, she had to right. say, yeah, I'm fighting the media by giving them $100 million. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was going to say, yeah, th th there is only one thing that came to my mind, which is they have to justify it. They, there's, they have to justify spending the $100 million, And so that's the line. That's the line that whatever backroom deal was made it's like there you go you, like it's you, not you even about her running for president really it's just she's a conduit for the money to flow through regarding yeah. like a bunch of other backroom deals with you know right. the news networks and the billionaires and whoever. and this is this is like one state right 100 million for for yeah. one state that's what's iowa like when was the last iowa. time anything important happened in iowa not to be mean to iowans but it's no, like, that's, that, you know, I mean, that's like, like for you're going to spend a hundred entire... million on that. How are you going to, if this was a business, okay. And we spent a hundred million dollars on Iowa and advertising to not get a contract in Iowa, everyone <laughs> would be fired. You know, it's insane. It's such a, it's an unbelievable waste of money. Like it's yeah, an insane yeah. amount of money. And you, you would know? not be given another chance. You don't get another chance to go spend a hundred million bucks in another state. Like, no, it's ludicrous. No. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about her? Do you think she is uh, for real? Do you think this is a for real thing or you think there's something else going on with Nikki Haley? Uh, you know, she's probably just some, uh, you know, person that is a propagandist for the, you know, the elite. As far as I'm concerned, she's like a WF puppet and all this. Yeah. She's a warmonger. You know, oh, exactly. I mean, she's right. the yeah, exact the same thing. And that's the crazy thing is she wants to advocate for wars overseas, but doesn't want to take care of our guys when they come home. I mean, right? her yeah. positions are insane. So, for those who might not like have watched the Iowa caucuses or the debates or the whatever, I mean, she is obviously. I mean, it sounds like she's just taking the script directly from Biden. I mean, there's a theory floating around that I think kind of makes sense, which is Biden's not going to win no matter what. And for whatever reason, the Democratic Party is unable to just replace him. You know, that's, that's kind of how the party works. When it's your turn, it's your turn. And you get what you deserve for your long, hard journey in the Democratic Party. So they're not just going to kick him out. I, I mean, there's sort of an analysis floating around that 
Nikki Haley is actually a Democratic candidate. And because the polling shows that Biden basically loses no matter what, if the if the you know the the left side of the beast, the left side of the mechanism can get uh, their own Republican sort of nominated, then yeah. the the primary election is actually the real election. Like whoever wins the primary right. is who wins the presidential election. So they just sort of entered some. Republican lady with a bunch of Democratic talking points because they know whoever wins the Republican primary is who's going to win in 2024. That's not a bad theory, especially that could be why we saw Vivek step down. We saw DeSantis step down. They all capitulated to Trump kind of thing. But how you mean had a little bit of self-respect? Yeah. Well, the other thing is the um, the stuff that went viral for Nikki Haley recently was her talking about how she had was uh, experienced discrimination as a brown girl growing up and stuff right. like that because of her <laughs> immigrant parents. So it's and, and how she's a woman. like, wait a minute, this is all like all progressive left liberal talking points. Yeah. Like and and stuff well, that's worn out too. the like, stuff that doesn't work anymore oh. at all in the realm of politics. But it's she is actually out. LARPing. It's not even her name. Her name's not even Nikki. It's right. It's mother right. name. Right. So that's another that's right. LARP of hers to sound more American. That right. is she a can't great even use her real name. What she is got her American real name? sweater. Just in case somebody didn't know it. Let's look it up real quick. Do you know it offhand? <laughs> no, nobody knows offhand. No? Okay. We're no, all, we're I've heard it a couple times. I've heard it a yeah, few so times, I. and I cannot remember it. Yeah, it's it's like, an, maybe that's Nim- why she did it. I got it, it right it makes here. sense. Mm-hmm. Nimarata. Nimarata no, Nikki right. Haley. <laughs> yeah, there Nimarata. you go. Yeah, Nimarata. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to run with Nimarata. So. Yeah. But, uh, you know, what's in a name? A, a snake in the grass is a snake, no matter what you call it. thing is, yeah. even if, like, I don't think she has any chance of beating Trump, right? I mean, no, probably absolutely not. the average is. Republican is, like, you know, completely pro-Trump. I don't know why they think anyone, when he's basically, like, still the incumbent because he was president before, why would the party, the Republican Party, do this to itself? It's like yeah. uh, destroying itself for no reason with running her and spending all their money on her, you yeah. know, instead of like uh, trying to get Trump back on the ballot where the Democrats are trying to get him off the ballot in places, you know, doesn't make sense to me. No, but. it makes no sense. On one hand, it might be the Democratic Republican uh, uh, what? Sorry, what is it called? The Republican National Committee, whatever. Yeah, the RNC. It might be their way of just kind of paying off everybody they owe in one sense, because the RNC is just a total mess. But we kind of forget it. People, people like you and I and Gans and just people who listen to our stuff. It's it's easy to forget that the majority of the Republican Party, or at least a plurality of the Republican Party, is like just as mindless and sort of disconnected and brainwashed by the system. You know, the 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 bipartisan sort of conversation doesn't even really matter because or or the difference, I guess, between conservatives and liberals doesn't really matter because if you're just responding to sort of the the narrative puppet masters, no matter what party you're in, uh, it's really a uniparty. And so Nikki Haley's kind of the uniparty uh, candidate. And, you know, she's getting more votes than I expected her to get in these caucuses and in this primary. 
Um, and it's just a good reminder that just because somebody is Republican doesn't mean they're paying attention. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not like a super Trump guy or anything. Same. I like I'm waiting for the first president to challenge the Federal Reserve banking system and then yeah. we'll have like an actual American president. But, you know, like yeah, the way I say about it is like Trump is the best of the bad choices we're given, basically, right. in my opinion. Yeah. And, it, so. you know, it could just all be PR. You know, it could be totally nothing. It could just be his brand and things will be uh, the same as always. However, they are making quite a show of trying to make sure that he uh, does not get in. But again, could all just be theater. Another weird thing was at the end, Nikki Haley thanked me for my service. (laughs) (laughs) I noticed that. Yeah. I wonder if I was curious. about. I don't know why she did that, but uh you know, I, I was guessing that's why I wore it on this. It's might have been the hat, but the hat is a like a Bruins hat. And it just has like Operation Hat Trick on it, which is for like, <laughs> you know, it's a thing that raises money for veterans, which is why I bought it. But like, you know, yeah, she might I never claimed to be a service member or anything. I kind of read that too when she was talking to you. It, it's kind of obvious that, you know, even though it's sort of like fake respect she was trying to give you and stuff, I'm like, oh, she thinks because you care about veterans that you are a veteran. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe know, that's what it was. Reading it wrong or whatever. I mean, you look like you've, you've <laughs> have seen some stuff, man. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I mean, I, I do work for the defense industry, but I'm not, you know, out there killing people. Chill. Chill. <laughs> LARP. Oh, God, here we go. Military industrial <laughs> complex. Chill. Yeah. yeah. yeah Don't basically. worry. You're our favorite MIC shill, Titus. You're welcome, guys. Okay. <laughs> what? Um, Someone, someone's got to make money off all these wars. <laughs> I know. Well, see, that's what I've been telling Guns. Somebody's oh, okay. got to make some money on this stuff. And, you know, here's, if not us, who? Here, here's why we're not making any money. It's something called the Cantillion effect. I'm sure, uh, Titus, you might have Big l- seen this before. Words. Big fancy yeah. words. The closer you are to the source of money creation, the more you benefit. So with Nikki Haley, her family tied in or her position tied in. Close to the money printers, and so of course she gets to be a part of the uh, the flow of cash that yeah. uh, all these elite you know move around the millions and billions, and everyone else gets just the crumbs. So there you go. That's that's sort of the problem right now with the separation of the 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 classes. The class war has become very apparent, and of course that's why we're having the populist uprising, which I suppose is being um, <clears throat> wow. You had a represented. Graphic. You had a graphic ready for that and everything. Yeah, I was kind of looking stuff up. Yeah, I was, I was saying that the, uh, the 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 populist movement is is voting Republican. I guess it's. I mean, it aligns a little more with what's been happening, I suppose. But it is interesting that even still, with the rise of the populist movement, we're still under the two party paradigm. It's hard to hard to break. Hard to break that system. The key to this is getting the entrepreneurial class to revolt against the top because during like the revolution in the United States, it was those people that were the main ones driving the revolution, you know, the pub owners and stuff like that. They were holding the meetings and the people with means are the ones that we need on our side. Right. And there's a lot more of them than there is ultra wealthy and they're a lot less near the source of all the wealth than you know, like they're closer to us than they think they are. Right. Right. We just have to convince more of them to speak out. 
you know? So, and it, it is hard to do because you risk everything when you do that. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, so. I think that's why Vivek had such a, that's, you know, a, a small amount of support, but a very <laughs> passionate uh, set of supporters, you know, and isn't that how it happened in the Bolshevik revolution as well? I might be getting my historical uh, tidbits wrong, but you know, when the revolution happened in Russia, it started by brainwashing everybody into thinking that like the farmers were the problem. They're the ones they have all the resources and they're keeping them from you. And then it was, Oh no, now it's the, the business owners. They're the problem. We need to kill all the business owners. And then, uh, then everything will be fine. And it just kept progressing and progressing, but it was that sort of deconstruction of, uh, you know, people close to, honestly, I mean, it's like people close to being free. It's not even just the generation of wealth, although that is a part of being free, is you're free to, to you know, build wealth for yourself. And it was the, the sort of mind control destruction of those, honestly, entrepreneurial classes. Oh my gosh! Sorry. Whoa, God! Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, the, it's you know the destruction of the entrepreneurial class was uh, a very powerful weapon in uh, communism. I mean, that was that was the whole thing. Yeah, and that's like it, if we could, like it, it would be great for all business owners in the U.S. if we had no more Federal Reserve system because of the destruction of the value of money, like. Every year, like, you know, all these businesses have to constantly increase the price of the goods we're selling and all of this because inflation is so off the charts, right? So it makes it very difficult to run a business because you also have to keep increasing salary because of inflation. And it's just, it's outpacing what the entrepreneurial class can even like afford. So it'd be a lot better for them and all business owners to not have the central banking scheme. Yeah. And they go back to something like America had, uh, you know, post the uh, Civil War up until 1913, which was the most prosperous time in this country by far. Yeah. And yep. it's, it's it's like uh, the entrepreneurial class is the fall guys. You know, they know that they can the, the people at the top, at the Fed or at the government can. Uh, basically sabotage the entire economy with the illusion of sort of free market principles. And then, you know, mostly people will blame the, the, the business owners. Now, there's definitely something to be said about the American corporate class. That's, uh, they've got their own list of sins that uh, they'll need to atone for. Yeah. And they got uh, but- the tech upgrade. Yeah, well, they're also, you know, private-public partnerships, WEF, they are the sort of uh, ingredient that's been introduced into American politics to actually create some sort of American fascism. People think, you know, mean tweets and and rude, uh, you know, appearances on TV is fascism, but the definition of fascism includes the connection of uh, corporate power and government power teaming up against the people. And hello, what do we got going on here? Uh, yeah. But, you know, there's there's a difference between the corporate class, which is, you know, corporations are people, corporations are people too, man. And then the, along with the uh, diffusion of responsibility that happens in the corporations. And, uh, you know, business owners, 
people stepping out to create value for themselves, their family, and their community uh, without the sort of ultimate goal of siphoning every last drop from uh, the, the veins of the members of uh, our economy. It's, it's really uh, one of those things. There is a subtle difference, but I think you're right. We're living under sort of a facade, an illusion of free market that, uh, you know what would really fix all this, Titus? A, a government central bank digital currency. That's what <laughs> yeah, we no. need. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's the last thing we you need, know, right? What, one of the things that I thought was great was I, I recall that you uh, – uh, not endorsed necessarily, but you were saying you were investing in some Algorand, which is a cryptocurrency mm -hmm. that was created by, uh, I forget who the, the guy's name, but he's uh, pretty prominent in the realm of uh, encryption and stuff. And, um, you know, I looked at the project and it, it was okay, but I, I personally didn't invest in it. But just a few months ago, Hillary Clinton came out and was like, we're, we're promoting the Algorand blockchain. And it was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, Titus Frost front ran Hillary Clinton uh, on, the, yeah. on the CBDC technology. So Great job, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, I, when I looked into it, there's just a lot of connections between MIT uh, and the elite. And there's a lot of connections between Algorand and various elite people. So yeah. it's just, you can see it was written into uh, one of those uh, documents that came out of Europe about what they're going to transition the Euro to. And they picked like seven different blockchain technologies and Algorand just happened to be one of them. You know, it was like XRP, Algorand, Ethereum, and a couple others. That's smart, so, man. That's, you know, that was a smart move. My goodness. It was, it was good. Uh, but I got divorced. So my ex-wife now holds all my Algorand. So oh, congratulations. No. Well, I, you know what? I will say it's, it's being touted in the crypto world as sort of a, a dead chain. So there's that yeah. going for you. And, it's, and nobody cared when Hillary Clinton came out and was all stoked about it. I think yeah. people dumped it. <laughs> I saw some people yeah, yeah. on the internet that were like, all right, we'll, we'll, we're selling all of our, all of our Algorand now because uh, Hillary endorsed it. So well, there you go. You, maybe you it was a have, good thing. Maybe it was a blessing. You may I think in the future, it'll, in the future, it'll have a lot of value still. I sure. think maybe, yeah. you know, we're, I think a lot of times in the truth community, we are way ahead of things because yeah. we do so much research and we're paying attention so closely to things. Yeah. So I think uh, in a couple of years, it'll probably blow up huge. I mean, you got to remember back in the early days of Bitcoin, it was like truth community people like David Seaman and others that were pushing it when it was like, you know, a few cents per Bitcoin and it took years yeah. for it to get to be what it is now. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, which right, is yeah. a big big thing now too because now blackrock's getting involved with all the bitcoin stuff and they're buying it up so yeah the yeah. interesting thing with blackrock is is when you look at the largest asset wealth managers they all own each other mm -hmm. right megacorp. Like, yeah the megacorp thing that you've seen probably going around on twitter it's pretty interesting looking at that and you know what the implications of that are, I don't really know because it's so new. I don't think anyone's ever seen anything like that before where yeah. you have this snowball rolling downhill of this giant megacorp owning itself and just buying up more and more. And where does that lead humanity? I don't know. It's probably not a good thing.
It's well, definitely well, ominous. Like when, it is. when you start, it, it's, it's like, doesn't come as a surprise when you first learn about Megacorp. It doesn't necessarily surprise you, but it has this ominous foreboding sort of spiritual aspect to it that you're like, oh no, this whole thing is about to explode and there's nothing I can do about it. I, I will say that part of what the institutions owning each other on that point, there is a, a big hedge fund Vanguard who came out publicly once the Bitcoin ETFs were approved and there were 11 companies that were allowed to issue this product, this Bitcoin ETF product. And Vanguard came out and said, we're not doing it. And then it split the community. It was like half the people are like, uh, you know, Vanguard is old news da, 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 and other people are like, ah, Bitcoin is nonsense. It's not real. Da, 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 da. And I was, and I'm sitting here going, Oh, this is the same thing. This is the same right left paradigm. If you have, if, if it's owned by each other and they're creating conflict, yeah. all they're doing is getting more attention on this one particular topic, which Blackrock is Bitcoin being, being the company who came out with the, uh, one of the companies with a Bitcoin the companies. ETF and then Vanguard yeah. who went against it, but BlackRock and Vanguard own each other. So it's like yeah. this, <laughs> right. false, yeah. this false dichotomy. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, Captain, it's, it's the same kind of thing. Captain yep. Titus Frost, I want to be respectful of your time here. So uh, yeah, I do got to head out actually. Yeah, Thank you gotta, very much. We got to get him out of here. So uh, let's, let's one last thing is what is the message you're trying to get out here? What's the message uh, that you want people? What's the new thing you're looking at? What's the impending doom? What's the hope? What's the optimism? <laughs> What's your thing, man? You, you got a moment to tell the people. <laughs> What's my thing? Uh, just to, you know, for years, I thought that, you know, we would defeat the system. Now I'm just trying to, like, awake as many people as possible, make their day a little bit better with some comedy, maybe teach them a little bit of truth at the same time, and then direct them towards, you know, hopefully Christianity as a way to fight back against all this. I don't really know what else we can do. So, yeah. And you, you know, know what? I think that's a great message, and I think that's a message that's starting to sink in with people, is the spiritual yep. aspect of what's going on, the principled stance of Christianity, uh, and, you know, if not Christians, at least the principles of Christianity. And I, you know, I think there's kind of a strange spiritual revolution going on now against all odds, which is traditionally when the church has thrived. Uh, you're... X account at Imperator Truth. Go follow Titus Frost there. Uh, lots of pirate imagery and secret codes for some secret group of pirates that you lead there, Titus. I'm, I didn't quite <laughs> yeah. get into well, that, but I know that's a whole thing. Well, uh, you know, we have QAnon Sec, which runs the net and is uh, fighting against the uh, PsyOps. Of so. course. Of course, there you go. There you go. People. We're not pro seventeen and on. We're anti seventeen and on. We're not for the the Q psyop. We've been exposing it, so that's, that's where we stand with that. That's important work at Imperator Truth on X. You want to? Uh, you got anything else to plug? Let people know where to interact you with your work. No, yeah, just uh, I guess uh, follow me on YouTube and Twitter and uh, wherever else you find me. I'm pretty much on every media platform like rumble and all these things so i try to make sure that i'm everywhere so that if they ban me from one place i'm in other places so gotta do it you gotta do it he's tricky that captain titan titus frost <laughs> <never catch> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, buddy. Really appreciate your time. Hopefully uh, we can sit down, spend some more time uh, next time, but uh means a lot. And good luck with, you know, fighting your your new, I don't know, enemy, Nikki Haley. <laughs> <laughs> stay safe. Yeah, I don't know. She better just stay out of fast food places near where I ski. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, she learned that lesson real quick, huh? <laughs> Chick-fil-A. The Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A appearance of Nikki Haley it was just yeah. uh, golden. She, she didn't know that what she was walking into. All right. Thanks a lot, Titus Foss. Appreciate it. And uh, right. we'll see Take you next care, time. Guys. All right, everybody. There you go. That's Captain Titus Frost. Go check him out. And uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Canary Cry Radio. Tune in next time. But until then, think outside the cage. Hey, everybody. Your best buddy, Basil, here coming in at the end of the episode. Here I am. We hope you enjoyed it. I certainly did. Isn't that fun? So glad to get uh, old friends back on the show. I wanted to remind everybody that we do not take any money from corporations, cartels, or commies. No, baby. We're value for value. And uh, it's a, you know, you've heard my enthusiasm for the value for value model, but just for anybody who's new, it is a total paradigm shift from the economic system that we've been programmed into for our entire lives. Indeed, it has been bludgeoned into our souls that the economic transaction of goods, services, and fiat dollars has been so pounded into our moral system that it offends people when they hear about the value-for-value model, which is a biblical system. It's a system that just makes sense, and it uh, lets us, a a media property, uh, stay far away from the corruption and the temptations and the uh, all the naughty things that come from advertising dollars. Indeed, advertising dollars rooted in occult magics of the mid-20th century and the, uh, I don't know, the propensity for men to rule over men, not just their actions and their physical bodies, but their minds. You heard it right there in the interview. Nikki Haley says, oh, of course the news is corrupt. That's why we tell the truth with advertising, not even realizing that she is speaking words that are so twisted. The double speak of this mind-bending matrix that we live in, trying to convince us that the advertisements that's the truth. That's the true words from the, the heavens above come with paid advertisements on television. The twisted soul that can come to that conclusion is uh, unfortunate. I pray that they are not too far gone to realize the error of their ways. So. That is one reason why we're on the value for value model, which means we create value, we do it as often as we can, we do it as well as we can, and if you get any value from what we do here, it's a simple principle. You can raise your fist in the air in rebellion uh, to the transactional nature of the beast system, our economic beast system here, and say, you know what? I already got this thing for free. I got this show for free. I'm going to continue to get this show for free, but 
I want to put some value back in. And it's not just money. Value can be your time, your talent, or your treasure. That's right. We've got producers all over the world volunteering their time. We've got producers making art, making music, making jingles for the show. And of course, we've got people putting their financial resources into the show, not because they are being held hostage, not because that we are withholding premium content from them, but because they realize that for once in our lives, we can see and experience something that brings value to our lives for free and know that the only way that it continues to exist is if people put value back in. And that's you, dear listener. Remember, not everybody has to produce every single episode of the show, but as as long as uh, we are all being honest and generous and participatory in the value for value system in whatever way we can express value, put it back into the show. We will survive this. Man, oh man, whatever is going on here, I'm seeing the list, uh, you know, the Civil War list uh, just continues to start getting filled out with various states taking various sides. I'm watching Twitter right now as I'm recording this. More and more states getting behind Texas. This this map is getting pretty red, folks. I'm looking at the map. Civil war is trending. Treason's trending. National Guard's trending. Close the border is trending. Those are the five things that are trending right now on Twitter. The entire lineup related to what's going on down at the Texas border. And you know, of course, we've been talking about it. We will continue to follow up, analyze the situation, and deconstruct how the media wants us to react. And that is something we all need to remember. It is so very easy to turn into our favorite news station, whether it's uh, a conservative or a liberal station, doesn't matter. And indeed, the alternative alternative media industrial complex when they are all speaking the same language when they are all seem to be reading from the same script we need to remember and be cognizant of who is pulling our strings check your strings folks make sure that there's uh, nobody controlling the way that you are feeling and the way that you are acting in this time a lot of times the betrayal comes from those that we trust the most check your feeds check your your podcast uh, list check everything and seriously take a second take a deep breath and contemplate who you're listening to what they're saying what is being scripted how are we being triggered to respond because now more than ever my friends is the time to be delicate the time to be subtle and as i just told somebody today in regards to everything going on now is the time for christians especially to remember to be shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves okay now is not the time to fly off the handle and of course as always pray for the show pray for our families pray for this country and god bless the united states of america Thanks for listening to this episode of Canary Cry Radio. Make sure to tune in next time. But until then, think outside the cage.